We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. of what's to come in this segment. This Sunday, the first St. Louis Jewish Arts and Culture Festival will be taking place on the Washington University campus. It will feature a wide variety of events from music to food to visual art displays. Joining me in studio to talk about it are Rabbi Brad Horowitz. He's the Director of Jewish Engagement and Adult Programs at the Jewish Community Center, which is co-sponsoring the event with the Jewish Federation. Rachel Zolotov is a designer of unique jewelry. Her work will be on display. Will Soule is a St. Louis Jewish folk musician. He will play at the festival, and he has been playing for us. I welcome you all. Thanks so much for being with us in the studio. Thanks for having us. Rabbi Brad, let me say, why has it taken so long to bring a festival like this to St. Louis when it has had such a vibrant Jewish community for so long? That's an excellent question, and I have had that same question for lots of years, and we're just so excited that we finally are here. It's, um, you know, we've all, always done a lot of things individually um, among all the different institutions here in the Jewish community, and we're really excited to be able to come together to, to put this on for everybody. Well, it's called Sababa, if I've pronounced it correctly. What does that mean? So Sababa is a Hebrew word, which means, like, it's a slang word, um, cool or awesome. So it's, you know, the, the, it's kind of a hip vibe. We want this, this festival to be something that's really current and contemporary and focusing on Jewish life. Give me a little bit more of an overview of, uh, of the kinds of things that will be going on. Yeah, so there's you know th- there are four main components to our festival. The uh, obviously the music, which we just heard Will uh, play, which was amazing. Um, we have four um, different performances. Um, Will and his the younger elders of Zion is is the first act, and then we have. Um, Nefesh Mountain, which is a bluegrass type music. Um, we Jewish have a, bluegrass, is that what we're talking about? Jewish bluegrass. <laughs> All of our musicians are, are, have played Jewish music, but they're influenced by outside uh, music sure. as well. Um, then we have the Maccabees, uh, which is a famous Jewish a cappella group. Maccabees. Maccabees. All right, got yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then um, we have Zusha, which is a um, sort of a, a soulful um, folk um, act, and they're they're coming from Brooklyn, New York. So it's a great line of music, and then we have over 25 artists, um, and these artists were all juried. Um, all the artists um, have some connection to the Jewish community. Um, we have, you know, some of them do Judaica, but others just do general art, all sorts of different mediums. It's going to be a full program. It's mo- most of the day on Sunday, right? Yeah, it's from 11 to 6, um, and we have food, like, as well, and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to talk to Rachel for a moment. I wish we were on television because she's brought some of her jewelry, and it's very, very attractive, uh, Rachel. Unfortunately, no one can see it, but they can see it on Sunday. What makes your jewelry special? I think that it is a collection of vintage and antique pieces combined with my hand weaving, and that's what makes it unique because nobody else, nobody else does anything like I do. So each piece that I make is one of a kind, and I think that's what makes it special. Well, how long have you been in, into this? Uh, I have been in the jewelry business for over 10 years now, and I've been designing my collection for about eight years. 
the the intricate weaving is is most attractive indeed. What what is it you're weaving? Anything special about that, or would it be common components for you? They are all natural gemstones. I use typically pearls. I use other stones like black onyx or garnets, turquoise, but all natural. Typical, Rabbi, of, of the kinds of, of uh, people you're going to be having on display there. Yeah, we're really um, fortunate that there's so many amazing Jewish artists here in St. Louis. Most of our artists are from the region. We have a few coming from out of town. Um, but yeah, we, we, um, we had over 35 to 40, around 40 submissions, and we're about going to have 25. So it's really something that was juried and um, very high-quality things like Rachel has. How long does it take to put something like this together? I mean, obviously, it's uh, you've got an awful lot going on. Yeah, it, um, it's taken over a year um, to do this. The, the Federation of St. Louis, the Jewish Federation, together with the J, uh, Jewish Community Center, we kind of came together to, to partner on this endeavor, and um, it takes a, f- a full year to do it. What exactly is the purpose of doing it? Is it doing it to help help explain the Jewish community to the rest of the uh, of the area, or just as kind of a get together for uh, Jewish community members? Well, no, actually, it's not just for the Jewish community. That the purpose of this is is you know has many different layers. Um, ultimately, want to we want to showcase the vibrancy of contemporary Jewish culture, both to the Jewish community, but also to anybody in St. Louis. And similar to people who who attend the Greek festival, you don't have to be Greek, right? The same thing here. You can learn about our culture, <laughs> and we want to be able to showcase all the the great artists and musicians and. Um, different people who are part of our community to everybody. Rachel, what can they learn about Jewish culture from what they see uh, in in your display, and your wares? I think that you would be able to see history when you look at my pieces because I use a lot of antique and vintage. I do not use any any Jewish symbols per se in in all of my jewelry, but um, I have a strong Jewish background, and I, I love antiques and vintage, and it just sort of is a history looking at my pieces. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful. They're, they're very, very distinctive and very, very different. Yeah. Well, Will, we haven't forgotten about you. Will Saul is the uh, Jewish folk musician you heard from earlier. Tell me something about the kind of music you and your group will be playing. Well, we'll be uh, drawing on klezmer music, which is uh, Jewish instrumental folk music from Eastern Europe, and um, trying to bring it into a more contemporary sound, but still keeping strong ties to that tradition. You're playing the mandolin. Is that a, a an instrument that is a common usage in in, uh, in Israeli music? No. When I started playing klezmer, I thought I was playing a klezmer instrument because the one record I heard had a mandolin player named Andy Statman. But as it turns out, uh, mandolin is very uncommon in klezmer. So it's been a great adventure trying to find a voice for this instrument in klezmer. I'll be playing with some other musicians who play more traditional klezmer instruments such as violin and clarinet. Those are more associated with uh, with klezmer music. But the mandolin works great. Yeah, I normally I think of the mandolin, I'm thinking of Italian music for some reason. Yeah, am, it, am it, right it, mandolina is is it Italian comes from little almond actually. It's cuz they had had that bowl back. And it's and it's been very common in American bluegrass music too, Bill Monroe. Uh, and his bluegrass guys, but it works nice in klezmer, I think. Can Can you give us an example of uh, of a good Jewish music sound that you'll be playing on the mandolin? I'd be happy to.
There we go. And that, that's beginning to sound a lot more like what I would expect to hear uh, with the Jewish music sound. Yeah. That's terrific. It's I'm terrific. glad you like it. How long have you been at this? Um, at Klezmer, I've been at it since 2005. Well, you're a newcomer to it then, relatively. Relatively, right? yes. And I knew nothing about it when I started. I, it was, it, it kind of came to me that this was something that would connect me to my Jewish roots, the Jewish community. I'd heard a little of it. And so I, I, it was a wonderful adventure of discovery. I love this stuff. Rabbi, is there a, 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 lot of, uh, a lot of programs like this, music programs at the J, where people like Will would be uh, participating? So we've done a lot of um, arts at the J. One of the things we do in the summer is called the Gesher Music Festival. It's kind of like a chamber music festival. Um, but occasionally throughout the year, we have special events. And we've worked with Will before, and he's, he's been a great, we, you know, He's such a talented musician and a resource for our community. Well, are your toes tapping when you hear him play just as he played here? Yeah, I want to get up and like start dancing the hora. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, really, it's really amazing and it really hits the soul. Will there be any dancing at all on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, uh, throughout all of the music, um, we're going to have place in front of the stage for people to dance. And um, in between acts, we're going to have a Jewish rock radio, which is going to be playing Jewish uh, contemporary rock music that people can dance to as well. Right. Well, it sounds like it's going to be one heck of a day. I, I have a note here, uh, Rachel, for you, for you to be asked, how important is the story behind the jewelry you make? I think it's very important, the story behind it. And I also do a lot of custom work, and that really takes takes the story. It, it becomes very important for the people who bring me pieces of their family to make it into something one-of-a-kind, something different. So I, I feel like it is super important for people to see my pieces and understand that they come from all over the world. Right. Do you have anything that accompanies the pieces with any kind of history of, of them? I wish I did. I don't. Um, I know where most of them were made or what time period they're from. Uh, I draw a lot from Art Deco and Art Nouveau um, periods. But I don't have any other history other than that. But sometimes I do provide like my hand drawings that I've uh, started with, and so people can see sort of how the piece came alive. Right. Well, as our time begins to wind down, Rabbi, let me come back to you. To what uh, what can you tell folks about this event in case the weather is not uh, terrific on yeah, Sunday? Yeah. So I mean, the forecast. Um, you know, in St. Louis, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but we, um, all of our artists will be under a tent um, as well as our stage. So um, you know, we're rain or shine. And um, I also want to mention that it's we're on the campus of Washington University on the parking lot in front of the Olin Business School, and we are providing free parking. So that's for people nice to know. And it's in an underground garage, so that also helps. And, and the entire event is free. Yeah, the entire event is free. The only thing that would cost is if you want to purchase some art or some food. Sure. Well, it sounds like a wonderful day, and I hope you have great weather and a good crowd, and I'll bet you do. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much for being with us, Rabbi Brad Harwitz. He's with the Jewish Community Center. Rachel Zolotov will uh, be selling some jewelry there at the event on Sunday. That's from 11 to 6 at WashU. And Will Soul, Jewish Arts and Culture Festival participant. Thank you so much for being with us and playing for us today. Let's go out on some of your music. That's it for today. Monday on St. Louis on the Air, we'll listen to my conversation with WashU Medical School alumnus Dr. Sanjeev Johar about the history of the human heart. 
Our conversation from a few weeks ago was preempted by live coverage of now Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And on Monday, the musical group Cornerstone Chorale and Brass is getting ready for their national tour. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air available at stlpublicradio.org or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the new Google Podcast app, or anywhere else you get your podcast. St. Louis on the Air produced by Evie Hempel and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr, Charlie McDonald, and Zandra Ellen. Executive producers Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air, a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thanks for listening. I'm Don Marsh. <laughs>